0: Welcome to the Dr. Bubbs Performance Podcast, giving you the latest evidence based research and cutting edge insights for elite
1: mental and physical performance. He's connecting you directly with the world's leading experts and coaches. Here's your host, Dr. Bubbs.
2: Hey, everyone, welcome back to season three of the Dr. Bubbs Performance Podcast, connecting you with evidence based insights from world leading experts to take your game to the next level. All right, I've got a fantastic episode for you guys today, folks, with the NBA preseason in full swing and the season-opening games tipping off in about a week's time. I thought it was a great time to chat with performance coach of the NBA's Portland Trailblazers, Mr. Ben Kenyon, is on the show. I met Ben a few years back in Toronto during a Canada basketball training camp and was really fascinated and inspired by Ben's knowledge on performance, as well as all the other projects that he has going on, things such as being the founder and chief hype officer at the Unique Peace, a platform to inspire growth in all areas of human performance, as well as things he's doing as a triathlete, and of course, really his mission to continuously inspire, learn, and serve others. So really, really fascinating episode here. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. In this episode, Ben's going to share a little bit about his background and how he got into uh, coaching. He's also going to talk about what it's like in the NBA preseason. How do athletes prepare physically? What's his training philosophy? Fueling strategies throughout a long, grueling NBA season. How the best of the best recover. Insights on the mindset piece as well from some of the great players uh, at the Trailblazers and much, much more. So, Really, again, fascinating episode here. Thanks so much, Ben, for taking the time out today. And if you're interested in more on hearing some interviews with performance staff in the NBA or elite college basketball, then you can circle back to my interview with Tim DiFrancesco, the former Lakers head strength and conditioning coach in season one. That's episode 29 of season one. You can also check out my interview with Purdue Boilermakers former head strength coach, Mr. Josh Bonatall in season one, episode 44. And of course, my most recent discussion with former head strength and conditioning coach at the Sacramento Kings of the NBA, Dr. Ramsey Nijem, in the last season two, and that is episode 34. All right, before we jump in, this episode is sponsored by my new book, Peak. Ryan Vigno shares a some feedback on Amazon about uh, Peak here, I'll read you out. As an educator and performance coach, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. Our coaching staff was immersed in the content, which led to many great discussions between staff and athletes. The content is helping lead the right discussions in a world of misdirected health content for athletes and the everyday health enthusiast. Strong science references with simplified suggestions as to how or where to start. This is a book every strength or performance coach should read through and keep handy. And again, thanks, Ryan Vigneault, Director of Human Performance at the RVX Factor. You can check out some more reviews at athleteevolution.org and some of the expert feedback. And of course, if you'd like to share a view on Amazon about Peak, that would be fantastic. And of course, you can always connect with us on social media using the hashtag GoPeak. Fantastic. This episode is also sponsored by our good friends at Totem Sport. Totem Sport is the world's only 100% natural supplement. Totem Sport is the only sport drink supplement that contains all 78 naturally occurring minerals and trace elements. The research on ocean middle water is ramping up. A recent
0: study highlighting its major promise as the optimal rehydrating strategy over spring water and other sports drinks. Totem Sport is the evolution of hydration, the world's only 100% natural sport drink, Tested and approved by Informed Sport and Informed Choice.
2: Use the promo code BUBS10, B-U-B-B-S-10 at checkout
0: and save 10% at TotemSport.com. All right, let's do this. Season 3, Episode 32. Enjoy.
2: Ben, thanks so much for taking the time today.
1: Yeah, dude. Mark, thank you for having me. I am super excited to be on the potty and um, it's been a while since we talked about being on this podcast and, and, um, I honestly, I feel like it's been shoot, how many, maybe like three or four years since we first talked about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely been a buildup. So I, you know, appreciate you carving out the time and, you know, could you maybe kick things off here by uh, giving listeners a bit more of your background and how you got into your role with the, uh, Blazers?
1: Yeah, dude. So, so background check. So I have been in the performance space for 14 years now. Um, I started off as a grad assistant at George Washington University. Um, Then I interned at the University of Florida, Uh, also interned at uh, Rutgers University. Uh, But my big internship was University of Florida with men's basketball, Billy Donovan. Uh, Thankful for that guy. Uh, And, then I ended up going back to George Washington University and being an assistant athletic director there um uh, for about six years. Uh and then I journeyed all the way over to Portland, Oregon. Um and have been with the Blazers for seven years now, seven seasons. And um it's been a fun, fun journey. Um uh I'm grateful for the the network and the relationships and um the folks that I've connected with through uh, my core values—it's um, been awesome. Todd Force, the other strength coach that I work with here, the other performance coach, and he actually called me up one day when I was back at GW. Uh, I remember just getting a certification—I um, think it was like the CES, mm-hmm. like maybe a month before—and um, and. and I remember getting it and I was just like, ah, just, I'm happy to get this, you know, the cert mm-hmm. it's a new accreditation. Um, continuing education is huge for me. And then he texts me. He's like, yo, you got CS. And I was like, yeah, I got CS dude. What's happening. And he's like, Hey, got a job open over here. You want it? And I was just like, Oh, and this is all via text to start. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I got to go work out some guys. Like let's talk in a little bit. So I'll go work out my guys. I call him. He's like, Hey, job open up with the blazers. You were interested in coming. Um, and real quick with Todd and I, I knew Todd from my Florida days as an intern because my, my uh, mentor, Matt, he, he connected us and Todd literally ever since I was at GW over those years, every year he would call me up to, to, to help me out to say, Hey, there's a job opening over here. You interested. Nice. And and so this was the last time he called he's like, dude, you got the cert, you got everything else that I want in a partner in crime over here like what else do you need and so we talked about you know some specifics um of moving across the country um and dude was like hey like we can make that happen and i was fortunate enough to have billy donovan um vouch for me and help me out a whole lot to get this job and um and him and todd Uh, so so i've been here like i said seven years and it's been a fun journey and i really gotta stress that the, the relationships matter right like it's a lot of people um you know they always go towards education and all that good stuff, like it's very important that you educate yourself, but relationships do matter if you can if you want to grow in anything in life
2: absolutely, and that trust factor seems like such a big part of that, right? You've got to have that trust in the people you're bringing on board, and obviously if people know you uh, at certain levels and deeper levels, and it's easier to to know that authentic person and also. To, to bring them into a space where there's going to be some vulnerability around, Hey, how do we get this done? How do we brainstorm? So can you, you talk a little bit more about, you know, the importance of being on the same page with a performance staff and, and, you know, maybe the philosophies that you guys share and trying to build out what you guys have at the, with Portland trailblazers.
1: Yeah, dude, it, you know what? So trust is everything, right? Trust is, is not easy to, um to gain Um, real quick. It, it's funny. It, um, Brene Brown, really huge fan of Brene Brown. If you've never read a book or heard of her, you need to go check out Power Vulnerability, which is um, a book of hers. And then also she's done a um, TED Talk on it as well. I think that was the TED Talk that set her up. But she Man. talks about in one of her books, um, this jar, this jar of marbles, right? And uh, let's call it the trust jar. And so every day we're putting trust marbles into the trust jar, right? And so um as a as a performance staff you know we we, something happens and i've got to kind of go upstream and so maybe i got to go talk to a physical therapist about something on our staff uh our directors our physical therapists so now i gotta go talk to my director about it because it's something that i might not be able to kind of manage on my own um and so now we put some in the trust jar cool when something goes down we now know the chain of command and how to really handle something um but the trust jar, you can kind of spill it over sometimes when you're you step outside your lane and you do things that aren't um, a fit for your role, or you're doing things that are just a little too much. And I, I again, you may have read about it, but it's a little out of your scope at this point, mm-hmm. and you haven't gained that trust just yet. So, in my head, is how many times can we put marbles into the trust jar versus pouring them out? And what we've done over here with the Blazers is we've gone out of our way to put as many marbles as possible into that trust jar so that um, at the end of the year, at the end of the day, actually, let's talk about the day and in this moment, our players, our front office, our coaches, our staff, our performance staff, we all know we're on the same page because they can see that. They can see the um, the fluidity you know, amongst the weight room, the, the athletic training staff, our physical therapists, our nutritionists, our massage therapists, um, the, what is it? The, the psych team that we have, you know, they can see that we all have continuity and we all connect. Um, because again, that trust draw, we've gone out of our way to continue to pour into that. And it's been fun, dude. That's, that's literally been one of my most important pieces of my career It's just going out of my way to make sure people understand my personality is all about, um, being authentic, um, bold and, and highly influential as a coach, but I do it through, the team that I work with, right? I don't want to try to influence you to do something that we don't believe in. I want to make sure we're all on the same page. And I think we do a great job here because, I mean, our guys, we're, we're fortunate to have Damian. We're fortunate to have CJ, um, two superstars that, honestly, like I've had CJ since we both came in, what is it, my first year. So CJ was a rookie my first year. Dame was in the second year. And so we've kind of all grown together. And amazing, it's easy yeah, it's easy now, right? It's, it's like clockwork. And so it's fun to have a player from another team come in because we can insert them into the system. And then on top of it, the trust jars with them, they get built up pretty quick, again, because our trust jar that we have here is full. So we can pour into that real fast and they see that, holy crap, these people are actually about helping me win and helping me um, get to that next
2: contract. Yeah, that's really uh, you know amazing to see that sort of continuity from – the time that they've come into the league and yourself, uh, over that time span. And, you know, during that time, what are some of the things that you observed and, and, and how they prepare for a, for a season or during the season, some of those habits or things that they've layered on over those years to be able to get to the levels that they're at now where they're, you know, all-stars and all NBA players.
1: Yeah. Um, it's all about foundational work, man. Like, they um cj has an amazing routine um dame has an amazing routine um you you, so you remember ray allen when he played like he always talked about his routines and stuff Mm -hmm. and um i think they always talked about on espn and just in general like he always i think a piece of it was like um he would shoot on the side of the basket and hit like the backboard a few times and then he would go to his normal shots And then he would go to his three point shot and then he would go to his layups and then he would go do his weight room routine. And then he would go like it was a foundation that he put together that allowed us to see those championship runs that he went on for him to hit all those different shots. It's the same thing for, you know, Dame, CJ and anybody else that's come through here is that we've helped guys establish really cool routines that we know will allow them to win not only with us, um, but just in life in general. Right. And. And that's the piece, again, that a lot of folks miss out on is, are you paying attention and locking in um, on the details of building a foundation? Uh, because those dudes are, like I promise you, like from year one with CJ till now, like if you pay attention in the way he talks about load management, the way he talks about um, monitoring, anything and everything that deals with his performance Um, from travel to to how he hangs out and chills out during the summertime. Like it all matters in a sense of this is the foundational stuff that I need to do so that I can take the next step to get myself prepared for the season. This is what I need to do here so I can take the next step and so on and so on. So it's clockwork now that I think um, I know was was started when he first got here and again our staffs have done a really good job from you know on the court to in the weight room to give them autonomy to learn to teach them a variety of things so that they can kind of pick and choose and say oh that's sweet that's something I can take with me home and now practice with um practice on the road as I continue to travel you know and hang out during the summertime and then I can also come come back with that and not have forgotten that piece right so Foundation, I think, is is the the one word that I definitely will drive home is that, you know, everybody here, not just Dame and CJ, um, but anybody that comes through here, they will get a better foundation.
2: Yeah, such a crucial thing, isn't it? I mean, just being an expert in the fundamentals and, and being consistent with that and even the intensity with which they, you know, they do those drills. I mean, I remember this is a few summers ago now that, you, you know, you and CJ were up in Toronto and just watching him go through the drill work, but the intensity at which it was happening was, was impressive, right? How do, is that something that's, that's taught? Is that something that's just built into then the, you know, the players when they're, when you're, you know, in the, in the Blazers facilities, how do you guys, uh, you know, instill that in the players?
1: Yeah, dude, I, w- I would love to just jump all over that and take all the credit, but I can't. <laughs> right. Like, it'll be CJ. wild <laughs> of me. No, you know what? I'm not even going to give it to CJ. That's his parents, man. They are freaking fired up and they put, they, his parents and his brother, I've seen that relationship grow. And, and, and it's fun because they, it's funny the the successful um, guys, the young men that I've seen continue to grow in this space, at least on teams um, that I've been on here with Blazers, it's a lot of their families have been like right behind them and pushing them. And you can tell by meeting parents why they're so driven. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the intrinsically um, a lot of them are intrinsically motivated. Um, but it, that comes from somewhere, right? The core values just don't get developed the day you're born, right? You have to see something to say, oh, I like that. And it actually speaks to me. And that's something that I think with CJ that we all get to see the fruit of that, right? Like he's he, he talks about his brother a whole lot, Eric, who's a really good dude, and how he pushed him back in the day. And I think that's all you're seeing is just you're seeing the focus and the drive that he's always had. Um, but now he gets to do it more consistently. Right. And now he gets to do it. Um, you know, when the lights are on, um, again, we were blessed to be able to go to the playoffs or the Western conference finals last year. And the fun part about, um, seeing him six years, seven years ago, all the way up to now he's added to the routine, but a lot of the foundational pieces are still there. A lot of who he is, um, has grown, but a lot of those are found, uh, foundational pieces are still there. And intrinsically motivated. Yes. At the same time, I know, um, he's had a big influence from his family and all the other awesome people around him.
2: Fantastic. Well, listen, we're getting up into the preseason now, obviously a time when, you know, training loads are going to be high. Intensity is going to be high in terms of fueling. We've got to get a lot of fuel on board for these guys. So as you guys get into the preseason here, what are some areas of focus for you this year considering, you know, this, you've got a, you know, excellent team. And then this is a potentially a big year for you guys.
1: Yeah, dude. So, so, okay. So I don't know if you know this fact about our team. Um, last year we were, um, the most traveled team in all of professional sports in the entire world. Wow. It wasn't even, it wasn't even close. Like you can go to ESPN and check it out. And I think we've been like top six or top five, excuse me, for the past six years. Um, and again, we, we are in the northwest. Uh, region of the United States, we're the furthest team away from all other teams. But last season was like it wasn't even like close to teams overseas and, and um soccer, any sport you can think of. Like we were the most traveled team, right? And the one it takes thing a heavy toll, right? Yeah, a huge toll of like when it comes to dehydration and being up on the plane all the time when it comes to sleep. Um and I mean we've seen all the different sleep studies that are done and, and how um, what is it? How, when little sleep, when you get little sleep, um, it's close to being, uh, what is it? Drunk? Like you're being like a drunk Absolutely, driver that's yeah, intoxicated, so, right? <laughs> intoxicated. There you go. Right. Yeah. And so a so point of bringing all that up is um, the, the focus is typically the same focus that we've had every year was just saying, all right, what can we do? What can we provide that's going to allow their immune systems to stay on point um, throughout the season? Um, because we've now charted and said, all right, here's where a lot of upper respiratory issues happen, mm-hmm. right? So what do we know that's going to help that? So let's make sure during this time we just up the vitamin C, mm-hmm. keep it super simple, right? And obviously they have to have um, as clean of diet as that possibly can, but we're not going to sit here and think that they're choir boys and eating, you know, kale salads every freaking day um, in sure. the morning. But For we sure. also think that, um, we can provide something that's going to allow them to at least improve 1% that day. And so uh, we, we kind of map out the year and just say, all right, what trends, what trends are out there from all the different tracking that we've done. Um, And we focus on those things. So uh, being in Portland, Oregon, um, it is a little cloudy out here and it rains a little bit. um, So we have to worry about the vitamin D, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure you actually load up with that. I think in general, Every athlete should be taking some sort of vitamin D supplement. Every human being actually should be taking some sort of vitamin D supplement unless you live in, um, what is it, Hawaii?
2: Pretty temperate climate. Like yeah, yeah. A few sure. places where you're getting that sun all year round. Otherwise, uh, exactly. whether you're in Toronto, London, England, you're struggling in the wintertime.
1: Exactly. So hydration is another thing that we focus on. Um, and then we've been locking in on the gut health and just making sure that guys are um, educated, you know, these are big picture things. But I, honestly, when it comes to um, a solid team like we have, like we had a big changeover, right? We had a lot of guys. Um, they were very fortunate and blessed with us having a lot of success last year. And they got pulled away from our team because they got offered super awesome contracts that, you know, any any sane person would um, take and run with, right? And mm-hmm. so th- with the new guys coming to our team, it's now fun to kind of learn their habits. And a lot of the new guys are – um, vets that have their routines down and are, are locked in on their own bodies. And so it's not like we have to, um, point them in the direction of quote unquote, good food. They understand what that looks like. And So now when we get to provide all these extra things like the, the vitamin C's, the, what is it? The, um, the acne, the zincs, the, all the different things that, you know, will support a guy's immune system and support a guy to just be um, healthier throughout the season um it's easy and it's fun and again it's the system it's the foundation and so when it comes to our nutritional stuff uh, we try to focus on you know the basics and just say hey like we know for a fact that us traveling we're probably going to be up there again you know one of the most traveled teams and then in all of sports so hydration is huge uh, we know upper respiratory issues are huge just because of um was it the time of year the transition from fall to winter winter to spring that's just life um, and then we also know that um, the outside stresses, um, they keep cortisol levels high sometimes, right? It's not always just basketball that we have to worry about uh, when it comes to performance. You know, Absolutely. a lot of people, these folks are still human beings. Like, uh, it's funny, I, I always hear the um, the comparison to a NASCAR, right? And, and the thing with NASCAR is that, you know, that car, that vehicle, um, it can go sit in a garage and just be there and not have to worry about you know, families hitting them up and asking them for money and then um, other wild things happen in their life that also turn up the cortisol, right? They don't, the NASCAR could just sit there. These dudes actually have to go home and and sit in their garage and deal with people still, right? And um, I just, I know, again, going back to the nutritional piece, to just be able to give somebody a baseline and say, all right, if you can meet us here, we can meet you where you're at, or or excuse me, we're going to meet you where you're at, but you have to at least start here. Right. You like these are the basic, these are the simple things. Just drink a little more water. Just make sure you take these um, chewable vitamin C tablets. Just make sure you see what I'm saying. Like, let's just work with the basics. And then from there, we can figure it out. If this is it, cool. If you want to do more because you're really into it, sweet. But we'll do that on a case by case basis. And myself and um, our nutritionist, or excuse me, our registered dietitian, uh, Michelle Tegenkamp, um, and our director, we all sit down and, um, we navigate the whole thing. We, we plot it out. We make sure that um, meals on the plane are set up and ready to roll um, and, and are what guys really like and enjoy um, meals after the game. Um, so we have meals after the game right in the locker room and then uh, meals at the practice facility where we have our breakfast and our lunches catered. We just try to make sure that we provide you know the cleanest options that are going to still be fun to eat and, and fun to enjoy because we really do love the camaraderie piece here with the team. And we love guys being able to actually sit in the dining hall and just, just connect. Cause that's, again, that's another thing that's going to allow us to lower that cortisol, right. And, and be in a good space with everything. So.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's such a great point to be trying to raise the playing field and yeah, what's the, what's the baseline we're trying to establish. And if we can at least get everyone to that baseline, then after that, You know, it's it's, it can go by case by case basis, and we can figure out who needs more, who's more interested in it, and you know, being able to have the the meals ready for guys too. I mean, that's just terrific to be able to create that environment where the fueling is kind of happening on its own. You're you're ensuring you're getting those you know calories in, carbohydrate, protein, hitting your macros, and you know, I love what you said there too about connecting. Because I think that's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, there's so many things to follow and coaches to listen to. And, and sometimes nutrition can get a little bit, uh, um, you know, a little bit robotic in that sense, if we make it, you know, too, too much, too prescriptive. And yeah. So, you dude, know, it's a chance to connect to sit down and, 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 and laugh a little bit too. Right.
1: Yeah, man. And, and it's crazy. Like, again, I'm, I'm no scientist, right. But I remember reading this research article and the funny part about the article to talk about, it talked about metabolism and being able to metabolize food better when you're in a space of joy. Let's just, so let's like break that down. If I'm happy and I enjoy my environment, everything that is going in my body is going to get broken down um, a lot more efficiently and it's going to get to where it needs to get to so I can recover faster. Boom, right? Rocket science. But I think a lot of us, we miss that piece of it. We forget about the human connection and how important that part is so that when you actually do sit down to eat, you're not eating in a, in a guarded state, right? If you're eating in a guarded state, your body's going to make an adjustment. Our bodies are wild um, and amazing, but it adjusts accordingly, right? To outside stresses. And if you put it in a fight or flight stage or or a space, it's going to make sure that it really, um, it really holds on to certain things so that you can just get through this moment, right? Or get through this week or get through this month. You see what I'm saying? Those stresses, um, really do affect everything. And when it comes back to nutrition, um, when you're eating in a space of joy, um, again, the research article said it, I didn't, it said that your body actually metabolizes uh, your food way better and breaks it down. And, and, um, I just, again, it's not rocket science, but it's something that I, I try to focus on. It's just the human connection and being able to actually be there, um, and enjoy something with the guy is, is awesome. Cause we also do that outside of, just working with the team is we try to take our guys to dinner as much as possible um, because it's a connection piece. You know, we, again, we don't want to just work with basketball players. We want to work. I want to connect with my guys. I want to connect with the people that's across from me and learn about his family and learn about, you know, um, where he came from. And, you know, is it similar to my upbringing? I played basketball. I came from inner city. I didn't have maybe as wild um, ride as some of these dudes, but I've been through some things. And so being able to actually share those moments um, it's huge and it really does help, you know, the process of a nineteen year old growing into a grown man that's now let's just say twenty eight and, and making, you know, way more money and making better decisions to now have maybe ten more years added to his career. Right. So I just there's a lot of importance in that space, um, of just being able to enjoy the company that's around you, um, to metabolize and breaking down your food way better.
2: Yeah, it's interesting how when you change the environment of even having dinner at the facility versus, let's say, out at a restaurant, how that changes everyone's behavior and and defenses, sort of our natural defenses that we might have up a little bit. And yeah, it allows you to get a bit deeper and connect with with players on you know an individual level and a personal level. And it's also interesting what you mentioned there, j- just around diet, because I know now in a lot of studies they're trying to actually be, because we know that people tend to you know if you like something you're going to do it more, and there's that whether it's placebo, that positivity effect. And so trying mm-hmm. to get people to, you know, when we're conducting studies, if you want to be in the low-carb group or the vegan group or whatever, then trying to trying to let those people be in those groups to, because that's that's how life works. If you believe the diet's mm-hmm. going to work, then we want to be able to flush those things out. So that's, that's interesting. And, hey, I mean, recovery with all that flying, we talked about, you know, the miles that you guys log obviously takes a heavy toll on the recovery front you know, as you guys are going through, I know it's not even preseason yet, but as you guys start to get into the season and turning around on these, uh, you know, back-to-backs or multiple games in a week. And as the season goes on, you know, what are some of the strategies or maybe even start, what are some of the fundamentals around recovery? And then what are some of the, maybe those strategies that you implement to give those guys some of the marginal gains to keep going?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I mentioned something before, um, hydration and making sure that, um, you're staying properly hydrated. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's simple as uh, you know. I've had a buddy do it this summer. Um, he's a big time distance runner, and he wanted to check his sweat out and and see see how much he actually sweat during like a, a long run, or whatever. And just told him to weigh himself before and then weigh himself after. And you know, let's just keep it simple and focus on that simple math. And um and let's fill back up once we understand that. All right, this is what I lost. Maybe it's two pounds. I can't remember the exact amount of water we're supposed to drink after. It's like up to eight ounces of water um, per pound or something like that. Am I, that's the right math. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah,
2: I mean about yeah, 700 mils per pound. This is pretty close. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sweet. So, so that's, and that's, and that's, again, that's super simple stuff. That's foundational pieces that I know um, that anybody can go out there and do. Right. And so it's focusing on those things that, um, we try to now implement with our guys throughout the, the preseason and just saying, all right, are you, you know, what are, how many hours you sleep in? What's your normal um, sleep time? Again, not everybody's going to know that, especially our young guys. They may not pay attention to that at all, but now understanding that information, man, I just, I slept four hours last night and didn't even play video games. Just had a crazy night uh, of awful sleep. Well, th- there's an issue there, right? And something's now happening. That's not allowing you to recover. And if we can continue to track these small things, super small details that um, allow us to now say, all right, here's a whole bunch of uh, objective um, data that we can now work with from simple conversations that we've had with our guides to now provide protocol uh, for them to have better recovery. All right, well, if you're not sleeping well, maybe we can change up your bed. If you're not sleeping well, maybe we can change up your sleep routine. If you're not sleeping well, maybe you're not um what is it? Eating, you know, the right amount of food that you need to eat um, prior to going to sleep. I don't know. It's sure, it's those, whatever those it is bags that you of Oreos at two in the morning. Sometimes guys, right? dude. But that's it. And and but it's being able to pinpoint right yeah. off a of simple conversation, right, and saying, dude, I had a guy one time um, a long time ago. Dude goes. Uh, I'm gonna lose all this weight, you know, in, in one practice. And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> like, we don't need you to do that." And he comes back in. He's like, "I lost seven pounds." And I was like, "Dude, you didn't actually lose seven pounds. Like, you need to go drink a whole bunch of water right now because you're about to have the saltiest face in the whole wide world, and you, you're you may be going down the wrong road. Let's do do it." And, and so again, the education a heavy sweater, right? <laughs> big heavy sweater, and, and again, some folks um their education around all these different things is just not there, right? And so I've learned when it comes to rest recovery um protocols, it's just being able to simplify it and teach them um what's what's necessary, what what is good and what is bad. Um and if we're doing too many bads, um it's gonna end up having you out for a while. And we don't want the bads to add up. And it adds up pretty quick here just because um we'll have I'm looking over at our calendar in a month, we have four, seven, uh, it, eight, about 20 games, um, about 20 or excuse me, 15 to 20 games in a month. Right. Wow. And so with all that, right. If we're not paying attention to the small details and we're thinking too big picture, um, again, a guy comes in and says, Hey man, I had a bad night's sleep. And you're like, oh, sleep it off. You'll be good. And you don't get into that conversation of like, why? What's happening? What's your checklist? Exactly. Um, if you don't do it right then and there, I promise you, you're going to let that slide. And let's just say you go on a four-game trip that now lasts seven days. And he told you that at the beginning of the trip. and Now he's still having issues at the end of the trip. So he just had seven games in a row or seven days in a row of flights, dehydration, of game, um, taxing on the body um, mileage, um, uh, probably dehydration, um, uh, not eating well. Cause he probably just went to restaurants and ate a, a whole bunch of food that he just, he just wanted to eat because he was just trying to survive. He was probably in a heightened state. Now we're looking at a guy that's just, he gets off the trip and he's sleeping three hours a night and he's now, you know, done that over the next, over the past week with all these games. And now we just lost him for the next two weeks, right? Because now he's overtrained, And so Again, the recovery and uh, the rest and recovery protocols for us are as simple as just, again, having that conversation, figuring out what we can do to make it simple for this guy to understand a little more about what tools he can use to better recover um, for the things that he needs it for. Again, if the guy comes off the court and he's proud of himself for losing um, a few pounds or a lot of pounds during practice, we're like, hey, don't be proud of that because that's not actual weight loss. (laughs) A little red (laughs) flag, right? (laughs) <laughs> exactly and 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 showing them um again it's being able to show them the red flags um, i've had a couple guys actually bring up um what is the one guy brought up that he had extremely tight skin and he's like oh i'm tight i feel good and i'm like i don't know if that's a good thing he's like but i feel i'm like, ah dehydration bud and i promise you like i'm not trying to kill your buzz and you look good but you know again we're flirting with um, you not being able to actually bounce back in, you know, three games from now, if we continue to go down this road, maybe this game, you're going to be good. You're a hell of an athlete. Maybe the next game you're going to be really good because you are the most determined person um, in all of sports. Um, or you are the mo- most, um, what is it? What's the one, it's that one guy that's just uh, the freak athlete. You're the freak athlete that can just do anything and everything. Yeah, like you get away with it. You go get away with it. Right. And, Again, if we can just educate you and just at least drop a seed and plant a seed that allows us to now have that guy think a little bit and then maybe come back and be like, All right, my skin's now been this way for the last however many days and I'm a little nervous because you know, my right hamstring's starting to tighten up a little bit. So it's it's now that that educational piece that allows us to have the autonomy again to now say, Hey, we've got a variety of things for recovery protocols that are specific to what you need right here and right now. And again, like I said, you know, being able to step on a scale, see it before, see it after, um, and locking in on the hydration. Um, is a huge one, um, outside of that, obviously eating the right things, the right amount of proteins and all that good stuff is something that we try to focus on as well. Um, we also send, um, so when it comes to dealing with nutrition, I look at me as like a macro guy. And then I look at Michelle as a micro person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she kind of focuses on the the details of like, if a guy needs to, to sit down and figure out like a real strong plan, um, she'll do all that. And then I'll be the person to help execute it on the road. Right. Knowing that, um, we may have a guy that's like 85% plant-based, right? It's it's not you know easy for guys to try to be all the way 100 during the season. But mm-hmm. if a guy wants to be that way on the road, sweet, I make sure the plane has certain food. I make sure the, the cities we go to, um, I go out and I will find some restaurants that I can tell him to go to or they can cater the meals for our, our post-game meal. And we can still have the things that other guys want. But we know that this space is, especially this place, um, cooks a certain type of food. So, our guys can actually, you know, um, recover properly. So, you know, we try, it's not rocket science, but I think, you know, focusing on the foundation, focusing on the simple things um, and giving them the tools that they need from an educational standpoint allows them to now come back to us and say, all right, what is it that you think I can do for me so that um, I can recover faster and I can actually go back out there and feel good again.
2: Yeah. It's amazing. You touched on there about uh, how some of these conversations, the initial First wave of the conversation, the athlete's fine, they feel good. And then as you're talking to them a little bit more, they're on the training table. Some of these little things come out around the weight loss and the tight skin or this or that. And you can get deeper into, you know, trying to uncover that red flag, as you mentioned, at the start of a long road trip so that these things don't become a problem by the time you get towards the end of it or through a long season. And and Ben, for you guys, when we talk, you know, some other recovery modalities you know, going to other performance facilities, we got obviously the, you know, ice baths, cold water baths, hot tubs, mm-hmm. cryotherapies, you know, versions of, of everything in between. Mm-hmm. Obviously, consistency is a big part of that. Is there a certain bias that you guys have towards uh, using certain modalities on that recovery front or is it is it all come down to what uh, the player really prefers?
1: Yeah, the word I love using is autonomy. Like it, like, it it. will be will be silly to think that, you know, there's one specific um, train of thought for anything in life. Um, you know, I, I'm I've again, I've been in, in and around this for 14 years and I've seen a lot of people succeed doing it a lot of different ways. And a lot of the people on our staff have seen that as well. Right. We've seen things that work and we've seen things that just don't work at all. And we have a rhythm here with certain things. We do have a cold plunge. We do have a um, hot tub. Uh, We do have a a pool. Um, What else? We have a couple other things that you know. It's not. It's not. um, It's not a game changer. But it's all about how it's being used and executed. um, We have massage therapists. We have um, our PTs. Um, Again, guys stretch. Guys do what they need to do. I just. I look at it as. What does this guy do for his body that allows him to feel like he's recovered? And then on top of it, how close is it to actually um being what we've seen from a scientific, you know, um research standpoint um that is actually like beneficial for him doing it? For sure. Because there's a lot of time guys may come in with their own thoughts like, oh, this really helped. And we're like, actually, like we're gonna tell you right now, you you know, you overhead squatting 325 and snatching five minutes before the game that's probably not going to help you out like i i get you might feel good but like that's probably why your low back hurts and we don't want you to ever do that again yeah, right no few, guys ever do it
2: a few barriers sad. that have to be respected right
1: yeah and it's funny because some guys um and it's funny some guys come in with uh, the education of like my body's my body right now. So I don't want to do anything at all because I just, I feel good. And then they kind of get ran down. And then some guys come in and like, Oh, I love lifting. And they just, they, they blow it out and they can't figure out why they never really recover. Right. And so now it's trying to find that happy medium so that when it's not, again, not just lifting, just anything in general, like the recovery protocols, all the different things, like are you doing, you know, are you out there with your own person and you're stretching every two seconds and you're not letting us know that, Hey, this is what I do when I go home. Cause I have my own personal person. Um, Cause that can be a detriment to, to um, your recovery. A lot of people, uh, it's funny when we look at the recovery protocols, uh, I know we've tagged the word recovery to it, but it's still a stress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And let's focus on that. We're still stressing the body. At one point, You're going to have to let the body do what the body does and just chill the hell out and take a step back and say, all right, let's figure out what's going to allow us to feel good about our quote unquote recovery. And then now let's make sure your body goes out there and does what it needs to do. And then we'll check back in tomorrow, because if you're just laying on the table and getting stretched every two seconds and you're not lifting and you're not eating right and you go sit in a cold tub and then you go do a hot tub and then you're still kind of jacked up there's something that's missing, right? There's, there's, we have to make sure that everything's kind of running um, cohesively and um, it allows us to say, all right, this makes sense for you. Maybe a three-hour massage doesn't make sense. Maybe a 20, maybe a five to 10-minute massage makes sense. Maybe two rounds of five-minute cold plunge makes sense, right? Like those are the things that I know um, we have to focus on here because we get a lot of guys from other teams that just have – certain routines that just don't make sense for what we see long-term for them. And we have those conversations to now meet in the middle. It just doesn't happen right away, right? Like nobody's going to let go of what they felt um, helped work or help get them to the place that they are in their career and their life, right? We have to continue to make sure going back to that trust jar, like we have to continue to put marbles in just to show, you know, in small increments over time that, hey, these are recovery protocols that are going to allow us to now, um, help you, um, recover faster and quicker in a shorter amount of time. So it, it all depends on what, um, each guy, um, feels is going to work for his body. And the crazy part is everybody's body's a little different. You know, um, we, we can't say, you know, a big swoop of like, this is the one recovery protocol that we know works for every last guy, just because it, I mean, yes, there's research that has proven certain things, but like I can say from my research of being around this thing now for a while, like certain guys just don't want to get in the cold tub, <laughs> and they're like, I'm not doing it.
2: absolutely. <laughs> not doing it. I mean, it, it is amazing. <laughs> I had a conversation last year with uh, Dr. Shona Hulson, who obviously does a lot of work research um, um, on the recovery front from Australia, and it was amazing how even you know her her take home was, you know, what what are they enjoying? You know, what what do they like to do? If it's cold or hot or whatever it might be, if they feel good afterwards, then that's a huge piece of the puzzle. So it's it's amazing how it comes back down to that, uh, how how an athlete feels and that subjective uh, experience and joy, joy. There you go. It comes back to that, right? We gotta instill that, and you know, if if we dovetail from that on onto, onto mindset, right? How do we, uh, you know, mindset's a huge part of performance. You know, at the highest level, you know, even as a practitioner, how how do you guys support your players if we mm-hmm. know that the, you know the mental space when you hear you know elite coaches and athletes in different sports talk you know that that mental piece is is what separates the greats from the from the goods and then the goods from those who maybe don't make the league so you know what, what are some of the the fundamentals there that um you know maybe as an organization you guys put forward for the players but then even for yourself working as a practitioner
1: mm-hmm. um yeah dude so uh, when it comes to our team and our guys, uh, you know, mindfulness um, in, in helping and supporting a strong uh, mentality is everything, right? Um, it, it's being able to, to, to say, hey, here are some tools again, like you're going to see a theme here. Here's some tools that we can provide you, right? And it may start off with um, something that's going to be as um, simple as a book. Here's a book. You should go read this book because I know you love to read and I know you love to find tools in these things that can help you kind of continue to navigate this this terrain over here. Um, or here's a person. Here's a group of people over here that I know can help from mindfulness, maybe some yoga instructors, um, maybe some folks that are specifically here for um, you know the mental side of the game, where uh, I think a lot of folks uh over the past maybe five to ten years the, the mental training or the um, the mental skills coaches um have popped up because they're actually really important you know and not just for folks um being super super successful but let's go back to like the reality of life like basketball yeah. is amazing and, and, and super awesome but like real life is still happening
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's tough you know, too, right? they
1: to, yeah man i mean you know parents get sick and and and, un, and loved ones um passed away and and crazy things happen. And you're like sitting here like, man, like why isn't this person performing? Maybe they're not mentally, you know, strong enough. You're like, no, (laughs) something just happened to a human being that's going to allow them to be a little sad. And now the cortisol takes over. Now they're stressed the heck out. Are we giving tools for that as well? And yes, we are. Right. And it comes in a whole bunch of different ways. I think the variety of ways the autonomy is super important because it's a, there's a there's always a step one there's always a step two step three step four step five and um, so on and so on and if you have the autonomy with uh, when it comes to um, the mental side you don't want a person to go from step one to like step seven and step seven may be going to sit down with somebody right and and um, going to to talk to somebody that's in the therapy space but somebody may not be ready for that somebody may look at that and be like nah that's not my thing they just they may just want a book. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, being able to provide something that's super simple, super digestible for that person um, is huge. Or let's let's take it another step further. Maybe they just want to go to an environment that's a little more peaceful. That allows them to now be with their thoughts. Let's go to a hot yoga class. I love that spot. I love going to a hot yoga class because I think that's where a lot of mindfulness um, and awareness of who you are and, and your surroundings is built. Um, because there's, what is it? Let's just say a yoga mats about six to seven feet long, maybe a little longer for our big guys. And it's you, the mat, you know, maybe that instructor talking to you. And, um, sometimes you zone the instructor out and you're just kind of in your space. Um, and maybe you're not doing intense yoga, right? You're just kind of there and you're locked in on what's happening and you're allowing all these different thoughts to happen. And when you get done with that class, honestly, you've probably left a lot of those thoughts on that mat. Right. And again, that's another space to now enjoy um, building the mentality. Right. And so that may be a step three or four. But there's there's variety that's provided along the way so that when a person now gets to that super clear place of saying, you know what, I do need some support that's additional or on top of all these things. Right. Now, again, they've already seen the roadmap. And now we actually have the tool to give to them, right? And so this is the same thing that I try to do for myself. This is the same thing I would suggest for any practitioner out there. Is um, you need to go through the journey of um, building your mind up, building your mentality up, of of taking yourself to the edge as much as you possibly can, stepping outside of your comfort zone, and and not just being a person that says, "Hey, I always, you know, I work on myself by just reading, or I work on myself by listening to podcasts." Like have a variety of ways that you work on your mentality. Um, as of recent, it's been fun to, to listen to this audio book, David Goggins, um, can't hurt me, um, yes. is a super, oh dude, that book, first off, love David Goggins and what he's about. And, and I, um, I'm
2: actually trying to connect with the dude to talk to him
1: on my podcast. And, oh, nice. and, and the audio book's
2: great too, right? To hear, uh, you get to hear some of his thoughts and stuff,
1: dude, it's sick. It's super sick, dude. And the fun part is it's the challenges that he he offers up at the end of each chapter, to, to help you focus in and to help you, like, get really clear, like, man, like, I'm kind of being, like, a little soft about those things that I'm not great at right now, right? He says one thing um, in there about um, everybody in life talks about doubling down on your strengths. And he's just like, nah, man, bump that. Like, what are your weaknesses? What are people continuing to call out? Go do that. Get better at it. You know, and if people continue to call it out, they're calling it out for a reason. And stop being soft and go handle that. And sometimes you need that. Right. You need that direct conversation to say, you know what, this is something I can improve in. And I know for a fact that it'll make me feel better, even if even if it's done um, without the spotlight being on it. Right. Like if, if, if there's something that you can go do. Um, I had a friend that wanted to be better at public speaking. so he hired a coach and he didn't tell anybody and he got his first public speaking gig. And next, you know, he killed it. And people were like, oh, my God, you're this amazing speaker. But public speaking actually freaking scared the heck out of him. But he went out of his way to go work on it. And now his mentality around those things that he was once afraid of, his quote unquote weaknesses, are now strengths. And so he goes out of his way now to say, all right, what am I not great at? What are people really calling out in my profession, in my personal life? And um, how can I grow in it? And now that's the growth mentality. That's a person having grit. That's a person really saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow these things to, um, to, to slow me down and he went through the process. He went through that step process of saying, hey, maybe this is where I can first start and maybe I read a book about it. And then I go maybe to a podcast with David Goggins podcast and then I look at a coach, right? So David Goggins super awesome can be me amazing book.
2: Fantastic Ben, well, listen, I appreciate you carving out some time today. I know you guys are busy gearing up for the season and you know before I I'll let you go here, maybe one last question for you, you know young practitioners getting into the game you know, what's a piece of advice that you might give them, um, you know, when they want to work with the elite, the best of the best.
1: Uh, uh, sweat it out. Sweat equity is everything. Um, you, you need to work harder than them. Um, and you got to show it. And, uh, and, and it's not showing it on Instagram. I mean, show it in real life. Like make sure that you roll up to the workout one time, just sweaty <laughs> or right after, right after, um, Right after their workout that you have with them, go, go work out and do something wild, though. Like I like doing half Ironman. I like doing um, just events that are just totally different, but like they push me physically. Um, They respect those things. And then maybe one time jump in a workout with them, you know, set up a a circuit that you can actually do with them. um, And give them hard exercises to do and make sure they understand that you are their Strive or strive with them because this is your space. But you got to show that this is your space um, by um, the sweat equity and putting um, your energy into the things that, you know, you love your craft. So go out there and just do it, you know, and show and lead by example.
2: Amazing, Ben. Listen, look forward to uh, following your guys's journey this year in the season. And, you know, where can people stay connected with you and keep up with what you're doing?
1: Yeah, dude. Um, so what is it? At Ben Kenyon on Instagram is Ben underscore Kenyon underscore Um, I've also got this amazing leadership company called The Unique Peace that I um, started a few years back. And you can follow me on there at The Unique Peace, uh, T-H-E-Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E-P-I-E-C-E. And um, those two stations, those two channels are where you can pretty much find me all the time on social I'm not on Twitter a whole lot just because it's it's a lot to manage when it comes to <laughs> for sure. paying attention to everybody. Like, yeah, some great funny, interviews but...
2: there on the unique piece as well, man. So definitely encourage everyone to check that out. No, oh, I appreciate that, dude. Appreciate it. Great stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Ben.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dr. Buzz Performance Podcast. If you enjoy the content, please consider subscribing on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcasting platform. Show your support and it's also a tremendous help to the show and helps us to continue to attract high quality guests. If you haven't heard, my new book, PEAK, the new science of athletic performance that is revolutionizing sports is out. And I'm pleased to announce, we actually hit the Amazon bestseller list in Canada and in the US in sports medicine, physical medicine and rehab and holistic medicine categories. So you can find out more info on that and the expert insights athleteevolution.org that's athleteevolution.org and of course you can pick up a copy on amazon barnes and noble chapters indigo waterstones or your local book sellers awesome if you have any questions or want to leave a comment on today's episode you can reach out on facebook instagram or twitter at dr bubs and thanks again folks for listening and we'll see you all next week with more expert insights